The following podcast contains explicit language. Though you already heard Chris Harrison drop the F-bomb this week, so how much more scandalized can you get? Well, it happened, everybody. It fucking happened. Colton jumped the fence. You know, I was thinking about this. I feel like this is going to be the kind of thing where we tell our grandkids, like, where we were when we saw this. I was already doing that. (laughs) I had just moseyed down to the common room from my retirement village. Who wants a butterscotch? I used to know a man who looked like that. (laughs) My dentures flew right out of my mouth. Oh, he could jump. (laughs) He jumped and he jumped. You magnificent bastard. I mean, we'll get to this ad nauseum, but that was a good jump. Uh, yeah, he used to be a football player. Yeah, well, like that doesn't really see. that doesn't uh, necessarily imply a lot of jumping ability. Uh, it implies a level of athleticism. It certainly does. It certainly does. You don't see Harrison jumping that fence. No, he... Harrison is just like, eh, fuck it. No, Harrison's like, is there a button to open <laughs> this gate? <laughs> yeah, no, I am really excited to discuss this, though the question remains, what am I going to live for now? Now that I've seen Colton nothing. jump, nothing. Yeah, I'm just gonna after this after this last podcast, I'm gonna off myself. <laughs> just like uh, Colton wandered into the sea a few episodes yeah. ago. Colton's gone for good. I don't, so here's the deal, guys. We are podcasting tonight because yes. we cannot do four hours of content and content. You know, I put that in quotation marks. Yes, uh, but it's just too much. So we are podcasting. Last night's episode, and we have yet to watch the women tell all. Right. So, no spoilers. (laughs) Don't tweet at us. (laughs) Uh, And we are, depending on how our weekend slash week goes, we might drop a little bonus episode. A little bonus app. We're busy people, y'all. I'm on sabbatical. (laughs) I have a lot going on. Um, You mentioned that Colton's gone forever. Again, we'll get to this, but... My fantasy suite for this situation Mm -hmm. is that Colton jumps the fence, Harrison looks for him and can't find him, and then flash forward five years, Colton is living incognito as a a Portuguese farmer, Mm -hmm. speaks fluent Portuguese, has a Portuguese wife, like has just vanished into the Portuguese countryside and taken on a new identity for himself. You should write some of that fanfic. Oh, you better believe I'm writing some of that fanfic. Let's just say in my fanfic, Colton's not a virgin anymore. Well, that is fiction. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm guessing correctly. I don't know. We'll see how it pans out for Hannah G, but... um, Who? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Poor Hannah. Yeah. Or maybe it was a good thing. Yeah, honestly, maybe she doesn't want to be involved with this nonsense at all, especially since Colton clearly does not love her. (laughs) Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll all get right, to it all. I got a ton of shout outs. So, all I got is shout outs. So we got awesome iTunes iTunes reviews this week. Y'all are awesome. We got an iTunes review from Molly. 
little sister to our listener, Katie. Molly, we want to be your best friend. We have cut Katie out of our lives Katie entirely. who? Katie, you're done. Well, all I have to say is, Molly, you earned Katie your is, shout out. Katie is the new Gretchen Wiener <laughs> to us, and Molly, you are Katie. <laughs> so yeah, Molly, we're your best friends now. Yeah. Uh, we also, cool. we got some nice reviews from uh, JJS5567. Uh, this one was a little bit older, but I forgot to shout this person out. Podcast Area 51, Lima L, Atomic Sandwich. Um, yeah, these are great names, y'all. Really stepping so, up. We can tell how good our listeners like are. Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> Listing the members Flip of a Here Comes Trouble. Boner Champ, that's me. <laughs> Carl 1, Carl 2, Broccoli Rob, Spare Rib, Doobie, Lunchbox, Boner Champ, that's me. Pubie Lewis in the news. Hopscotch, Jingle Jangle, Sandwich. These are the best, best man a guy could ever hope for. And then I want to give a shout out to uh, Sarah, who left us a super sweet review. It was very long. Um, but one of the things that was really sweet in it, she was talking about how we, oh, yes. yeah, how it's one of our sweetest reviews ever. Thanks, Sarah. How we were, Sarah um, Kilby, not you, not you, you didn't earn Sarah. your shout out. Um, <laughs> how she listened to us a lot when she first had her baby and it was a really sweet. She found out she was pregnant. She first had her baby. It was really sweet though. I did take issue with this particular line. She says, Anna and Ryan, without their knowledge, woke up late at night with me for months while I breastfed my extraordinarily hungry boob-centric child. Uh, Sarah, we knew. We knew we were getting up in the middle of the night. Yeah, we were actually there. We were lurking in the windows. (laughs) (laughs) I felt it deep in my soul. Yeah, no, we always woke up. I felt like something was crying out to me. Well, if it makes you feel better, I think we knew that just because we were probably also up with our children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. It was this bond across space and time. Yes. Yeah, it's that kind of a connection. Lo- that a we... love story for the ages. <laughs> it was like the lake house. <laughs> love <laughs> across time and that? space. No, but don't oh. they get letters back Are and they forth? Like time travelers? They, they're they like time traveling letters, I think. How is that the same thing? It's exactly <laughs> the same thing. Um, I'm sure someone's going to give us a correction about the plot of the lake house. So go ahead and tweet your corrections at four wrong reasons. Can we go ahead and give some fuck yous out here? That's really more my, you got some more shout outs? Uh, you got a few more shout outs? Yeah, I got a few more shout outs. We got, um, Michael on Twitter tells us it's Chino, California. Thank you. Yes. Uh, friends with Robin. Robin! Robin. Um, Tracy, other people to do your work for you. yeah, farming your workout, giving one of your popsicles away. Um, Tracy has a very shocking conspiracy theory oh, that she shared with us right. on Twitter. The film Bird Box had not been released when they filmed the hometown dates, suggesting that they went back and inserted that Bird Box mm-hmm. challenge joke later. If they can do that, what won't they do? <laughs> it's almost like I can't believe anything I see it's on this like show. It's almost like this whole show is scripted. Was I... that fence even real? Was that even... <laughs> they put that in later. It was actually like a little box that Colton jumped <laughs> over. Um, I want to shout out our fan MJ because she's awesome. We haven't shouted her out for a while, but she sends us a lot of tweets and inside intel. Um, I want to shout out the town of Swift Current, Saskatchewan. We're going to start shouting out towns with very few listeners. Um, Swift Current, we're we're listening to you as you're listening to us. We're listening. <laughs> and then a shout out to our fan, other fan Molly, 
who lets her son Frank listen Shout to this. Out to Frank. Yeah. What up, Frank? You fucking bastard. <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> yeah, she lets her toddler listen to the show, which is totally fucking inappropriate because there's so much in it. There's even a warning at the beginning, an hilarious well, warning. Nobody cares. Harrison's dropping the f bomb. I know. Show. I know. I mean, Colton's but... dropping the f bomb. No, it's anarchy. Where are moral standards? Okay. Um, you got some uh, some fuck yous. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, yeah, go ahead. We have one we more show. We got another out. review that said that we're talking too much about the patriarchy. <laughs> you know that means we're only going to double down, y'all. That's what the patriarchy wants you to say. Yeah. It says uh, not everyone is a man hater. I would like to challenge that. <laughs> I think that deep down... Everyone is a man-hater. I'm a man-hater. I fucking hate yeah. men. Well, come on. They're the worst. The worst. They are the worst. The worst. The worst. Um, yeah, so thanks, Deb, if you're looking for... Uh... <laughs> this is the first time in my life I've been called too political. <laughs> that Ryan is just too edgy. What won't he say? Well, I think it's me, mostly. I'm the one that put the Natalie Portman clip yeah, in that she did. specifically listen, complained listen, about. Deb, if we got you for another listen, when we um, read that review, Ryan wanted to double down <laughs> and insert another Natalie Portman. I'm putting Portman a minute in of Natalie no, Portman this time. And I said, don't do it. Yeah, you don't were the voice it. of reason. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll just give our own scolding lectures on the patriarchy. Um, we got some really great tweets this week. But we did get called out by one listener. Who, Michelle. Who thought that we had crossed a little bit of a line yeah. with old Beth. And yeah. I just want to say that was not my intent. Uh, I loved Beth. I, I'm i here for more Beth. I would watch a show about Beth. Uh, our fan, Michaela, gave us some oh. fan art envisioning a... What was it called? Like a bachelor, like o o o g bachelor pairing, yeah. Uh, parent pair, yeah, with uh, Beth and Parom Pom. Although mm. Michaela, shout out to you, you did get the right name for Beth. <laughs> but you, you're always Parom Pom. Parom Pom Pom. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry if I crossed a line into you know just being a dick about. Beth. Yeah, well, I get it that you know they, these families don't ask to come on the show and. Uh, I thought Beth was awesome. Well, and we we talked about this comment at length actually um, over dinner the other on our dinner date. We did. Um, we did. Yeah, you were just probably uh, I was drunk. too drunk to remember. I was drunk out of my mind. <laughs> uh, just wasted <laughs> on that half a glass mm. of wine. Um, you know, it is hard to know because we want to be funny, but it is hard to know when we're crossing the line into asshole we territory. Be funny, but we don't want to be. Well, we're assholes, but we don't want to be mean. Right. Right. We don't want to be mean and to the like, wrong people. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Like, we want to be mean to the people that yeah. put their lives on display mm-hmm. and on, ask for it, like cats. Right, I was going to say, on one or more reality shows. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get it. I'm sorry, I also have some quick corrections. This is a lot of front material, front matter in our show now. Is This is just a call-out show now. Mm-hmm. Um, very quickly, corrections. I said that Ice Cube was on SVU. Ice T okay. is on SVU. Uh, I said that it was the Mandela effect. It's the Mandela effect, named after Nelson Mandela. And then I said that Hannah G was secretary of the executive board of the World Health Organization, when in fact she is the governance analyst of the World Health Organization. Different Hannah G, though. <laughs> Clearly. I right. mean, or not. Or not, yeah. 
country music star, content creator, rap prodigy. Well, on that, can I say one thing about Hannah G since basically... That's that's all we can say, yeah. So it was bugging me. I couldn't figure out what her rap sesh reminded me of. And I finally figured out what it was. You know the storyline on Thirty Rock with John Hamm, where his character is so attractive. Oh yeah, his sure. Whole life, all it is, sure. Is like, You're a great doctor, and hey, yeah. look at you! Like you play basketball, awesome. Yep. I feel like that's Hannah G. Like, yeah. It's the bubble. He is a doctor who doesn't know the Heimlich maneuver. He can't play tennis. He can't cook. He's as bad at sex as I am. But he has no idea. That is the danger of being super handsome. When you're in the bubble, nobody ever tells you the truth. For years, I thought I spoke excellent French. She's just so beautiful that everyone's like, Hannah G, drop another beat. <laughs> Spit some more rhymes for us. Yeah. yeah, no, that is exactly, I think, what's going on. All right. Should okay. we jump in oh, to the actual we episode? Jump into oh, the episode? we should jump into the episode. All right. We got a lot of notes to work through here, which I have is eight pages of notes. Oh my god. <laughs> I mostly what just say that at this you? point to get your reaction. <laughs> What's wrong with me is that I'm paying very close, vigilant attention to everything that happens on this show. I know that's not true because you make a lot of errors when you're recounting stuff. <laughs> I don't take notes whether Ice Cube or Ice T is on SVU. All right. Can we get to Colton? Yes. Enough of you. Let's get to Coco. Uh, Colton says that, so we get a little bit of a kind of overall synopsis going into the mm-hmm. fantasy dates, if you will. We get a little bit from Tasha, a little bit from Cassie, a little bit from Hannah, just like Colton. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's a good joke. Well, I have to say one of the reasons that this is like four hours of TV is there was a lot of lot like of filler. reflection, filler. Yes. They knew they had us for the fence jump. So like we can make you watch whatever we want <laughs> like for two hours. hours. Yeah. They put in just a 20 minute clip of like dogs in the circus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old men playing accordions. Like, we yeah. you can't leave because the fence jump might happen. <laughs> Um, Colton says he doesn't have his virginity planned or mapped out. He says, if I feel like I'm in love, I could see it happening 100%. They go to Portugal, which you and I have talked about going to. Yeah, we were going to go this summer. Fuck it, it looks beautiful. It looks amazing. Yeah, we could go to that lighthouse at the end of the world. Uh, They did. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Um, Can we really quickly talk about how Colton called back to that awkward conversation he had with Harrison on The Bachelorette about the fantasy suite? Oh. Uh, uh, what happens in the fantasy suite uh, regarding uh, my penis? Uh. Colton, had, I feel like, has some really awkward uh, quotes. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to cut that. Um, about Just about sex in general throughout this whole episode. That called back to... Yes, he's that He's just general... awkward about this. Yeah. Like, I guess everybody is. I mean... And he's like charmingly awkward to Ooh, an extent. I don't know. When if you're not like, going to have sex with him, I think. Yeah. He's charming if you're the viewer. Uh, I felt like it really stood out to me when he was talking about it with Taisha, and he was like, I mean, I've I've pretty much done everything. Yeah. Like, he kept yeah. trying to, like, justify. Yeah. I'm, like, rev a lot of experience. I've done, like, a lot of over-the-clothes over <laughs> touching, under-the-clothes. I've done hand stuff. Yeah. Elbow yeah, stuff. It, it became, like, <laughs> Knee stuff. Uh, spitting on me. I get so into the I Colton know, quotes. Yeah. It just became a little too much, like, a pathetic, like, yeah. junior high locker room situation. 
Uh, we get the dreaded Colton and I's relationship from Tasha. Why is it? Why is it so hard to just not say it that way? Can you just say our relationship? Like we know who you're in a relationship with. Oh, I wonder if they make them do that. Just to like they get hate the grammar. Why? Well, would they no, make I think they want that? to get like the bachelor's name in as Listen, much as possible. I can possible. give you a hundred rephrases. Okay, then say like. Colton and I have a relationship that yeah. has grown. Yeah. Well, can't you say Colton and my relationship? That's still awkward, but yeah, that is yeah. a little better. But no, I just, ooh, that makes my ears bleed. Colton and I's relationship. That can't be right. Can I we mean, circle on the TV and write awk next to it? Like we're, uh, we're commenting on a paper. <laughs> I know we're English uh, professors. And so... I feel like somebody's going to write in and be like, actually, that is the correct usage. Is that right? Colton and I's relationship? I'm going to have to look it up. We have. We don't mention him often, but John, our fan, is a linguist, a professional linguist. He would know. So I actually have a, a meeting with him tomorrow, so I'll ask him specifically. Ooh. I'm just saying. Ooh, I'm so cool. I'm just I saying. I have a meeting with a linguist. With a ling- well, do you have a meeting with a linguist tomorrow? No. No? Well, there you go. Did- Go teach and then you drive know, our kid to ballet while you do, I don't know, whatever the fuck you do. You know who's a cunning linguist? Colton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always get a little, even if it doesn't actually get dirty in the fantasy suite, which it didn't, I get a little bit dirtier uh, in the fantasy suite episodes. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, Ryan was, all right, was making jokes already that he said your mom wouldn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so basically, Tasha is just saying Colton and I's relationship. Um, Cassie again expresses some doubt. She says that uh, she's excited to get the time to explore how much she likes Colton. Feeling like maybe you should have done that before. I, she says that now is the time to figure out her feelings. Well, later, I mean, we'll get to this a lot, but later, she Colton even is like, "I hope that we're in love by the end of today." Oh like it's just. God. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like, is today the day that we fall in love? I don't know, Colton. Is the next four hours when you fall in love? Well, it's like when they, I mean, we've talked about this before, but when they go on a date that doesn't go well during the day and they're like, something needs to change by the night. Like, what? What's gonna... (laughs) Everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you need a total personality overhaul in the next 45 minutes or it's over. Hannah G says, everything on my list of Hannah and Colton's connection is a check. I, li- I like the idea that maybe she has a legitimate, literal Hannah and I Colton's think she does. I this. think if we would have, you know how they sometimes make like scrapbooks for The Bachelor? Mm-hmm. I bet she's going to give that to him at some point. Blonde, check. <laughs> Great rappers, check. Athletic, check. <laughs> Content creators, a check. Most attractive members of our respective families, (laughs) check. Uh, All right. Tasha. Can we go on? Yeah. Moving into Tasha. Let's start on the date. All right. So I had this theory that I, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Postulated. No. I had this theory that I put forth to Ryan, okay. which is that Colton had zero intention of ever sleeping with Tasha, and that that's why he put her first in the fantasy suites, because he knew that it wasn't going to happen, because he wasn't going to lose his virginity to her. This is because, see, this was interesting that, to me. And I will say, I think that Tasha is the bottom of the three right now. For him, for yeah. 
So, like, I don't think that he would lose his virginity to her and then be like, hey, Cassie, sloppy second. I see, I see. So instead of stacking them so that... Strategically, if he were just looking to have good sex, it would have made sense for him to do Tasha first. Sure, And then right. move on to the girls that he yeah. actually liked. And like, oh, I'm still a virgin. Oh, look at <laughs> well, this. Well, not yeah. just that, but like, at least then he can like, I don't know, have some sort of experience. He has a lot of experience. <laughs> I feel like he like pulls his dick out and is like, so where does this go again? (laughs) Just like awkwardly tries to put it in her ear. Can you draw me a map, Chris Harrison? (laughs) Oh, Colton. Uh, Um, Whoa, that's what a female looks like? (laughs) (laughs) That's not what a Barbie looks like. Um, Well, I, I was thinking about this too. I feel like this whole situation is weird. And Mm -hmm. underscores how fucking weird this show is all the time. But because of this situation, you notice it more like he's picking out like the order of women that he is or is not going to have sex with. And all of them seem to be cool with the fact that he's going to have sex with two other people within three days. Yep. And it's just like, and that's always the scenario, but it just seems extra weird this time. Because of all the emphasis they put on it. I don't think that's always the scenario. Like, there have been bachelors and bachelorettes who have just said, like, I'm not going to. Sure, Emily as an example. Ben Higgins did that too. Um, Which is, I mean, somebody, Robin, Rafa, uh, that other person that wanted to work for us. Sean. (laughs) Checks in the mail, guys. Don't catch those until the first. Well, I th- you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that Ben Higgins did that as well. But that's ironic that he was like, spew and I love you is left right. and right. But right. he's like, but sex, that's special. <laughs> you have to earn that. No, it's not, Ben. Um, okay, so essentially I left the day portion of this date just feeling like Tasha and Colton don't have a ton of chemistry. <laughs> Um, they spent quite a while talking about the exports of Portugal. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I did. I just felt like they talked a lot about like the different things that they've done on their dates up mm-hmm. to this point. Mm-hmm. And they also just make a lot of really awkward virginity jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, God, I do not like Cassie and I, um, I have enough to say about her, but I will say like, I saw more of a connection with Colton and Cassie on the day portion of their day uh-huh. before Colton fucks it all and tells her that he didn't get the blessing. Well, that's interesting. I actually didn't think that... I didn't see a lot of connection between them. I thought she seemed like she didn't really want to be there. How could you tell when all they were doing was making out the whole thing? Sure, and dancing around. Well, I, well, we'll get to that. Um, but... With Tasha, I mean, first of all, Tasha is sexy as hell, okay. Colton informs us. I know that you hate it when he says the he word said sexy. About, well, he said that about her smile earlier. <laughs> That's what he told her. Keep smelling that smell because it's sexy as hell. <laughs> okay, little five-year-old boy. I do not need to hear you say that. Colton tells us that he's not very flexible. Tasha says there's ways to loosen that up. What the fuck does that mean? Like... <laughs> You, do you get more flexible when you have sex? <laughs> All of a sudden he thinks he's going to become like a Gumby. <laughs> do you just like fall apart? <laughs> Are my legs going to be bent permanently? Be really good at yoga. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Uh, 
I specifically thought that they were going to have sex in that lighthouse. No, you did not. I did, yeah. Up, up top when the, the light was going to flash at just the right moment. I thought they were going to really go for broke for Colton, for old Coco, okay. to make it a meaningful experience. You want to just do a solo show? No, no, this is our show. <laughs> I don't want the patriarchy to come in and interrupt oh. you. So Tasha is uh, required to give a toast during the day portion of the date. She does better than Hannah B. It would be hard. she doesn't drop any Roll Tides in there. I'm just kind of disappointed by that. I thought you had to say Roll Tide in a toast. I thought that was just, especially in Portugal, right? <laughs> they love it there. They love Alabama football. Rammer jammer. Um, no, she. it's from being high in the sky to the edge of the world. Here's to falling in love with you. It's a great toast. For like an off-the-cuff toast. Here's what I don't like about Tasha. First of all, that's not off-the-cuff. Like, I feel like Tasha feels too calculated. Okay. And so, I think that her smile is not sexy as hell. I think it's fake. And her teeth, sorry, this is going to be a physical comment. I don't think Tasha's Michelle. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Guard your Michelle ears, is Michelle. not going to like this. Uh, I think her teeth look fake. I just think that Tasha does not feel very genuine to me. And I still think that it's shitty that she ratted out the other girls to Colton. And that is why I do not think that she needs to be the Bachelorette. If we get to that point. And also, I want to know what the fuck is going on with that boyfriend that's saying that they were in a relationship until the day before she left for the I show. I wonder, maybe that's coming up right as we speak on the Women Tell All. I've already dealt with that with the Ross situation <laughs> coming in uh, last year with Becca. Remember Ross? <laughs> oh, right. Ross coming back. Yeah, yeah. Showing up. Boy, we get another uh, surprise guest flying across the world in this Ross episode. Ross Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie's dad for Bachelor. Oh, God, I hate that guy. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not mad about her. About Tasha. Tasha. About not mad about what? I'm not. Oh, you're not. Oh, I see. I thought you meant you weren't mad about something. Um, I like her. I don't love her, but I'm fine with her. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't get quite the calculated vibe that you do. But I also, despite her giving us some information about herself, I feel like I don't have a strong sense of who she is. Yes. I think that's maybe what you're I agree getting with at. That. I feel like I would I could say the same thing about Hannah G and the honestly the girl who I feel like we know the most at this point is Cassie and I she's horrible. I, <laughs> everything I know about her I dislike. I don't know. I, I don't feel bad for Colton because I feel like he has cultivated this final group. But I do think that it's kind of a shitty group to end the show on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I just realized is mm. an apology to the listeners. We I totally didn't come up with my sex puns, but I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, well, he didn't have sex. Yeah. So We're No, I've got it. I've got eight brilliant sex puns, but you're not getting them, <laughs> Colton. Um, all right, so what, to the night portion? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Taisha apparently wears some shirt that she's, like, <laughs> flashing her boobs left and right. And Colton, I like, isn't even trying to be cool yeah. about just, like, <laughs> Yeah, no, um... And apparently, yeah, she's just, she's like, tell me if my boob flashes out. And they just, they talk about it, which I thought, I feel like they're cute together. Like, in those little, like, sort of awkward conversations um and I, then, that's i don't think it's cute i just have on my notes awkward combo because taisha i don't know sa says and i don't even remember what this was in response to but 
I appreciate that. I thank you as well for just being who you are. I just can't imagine ever saying that to you. Like, there's never a situation right. when we were dating early on. Like, I appreciate you for being who you are. Oh, well, no. Yeah. I nice, don't. Nice to hear. Yeah, I bet it would be. <laughs> should, have, uh, should have dated somebody else. Should have been a little better. Yeah. Be best. So, oh, it's too political. <laughs> <laughs> so we get I know this is a little bit of an unfair comparison but mm-hmm. Tasha tells us that her husband cheated on her and she has a nice little thing where she says you know that caused me to know my worth great but she's totally fine with Colton going to have sex with someone tomorrow yeah like how is that not a double standard right well, not that it's even necessarily a double standard but just like god why would you put yourself in the mental hell through the mental hell of being on a reality show where you know the guy is dating a bunch of other people right well that's what i mean like taisha know your worth and leave right. <laughs> that's the you know i i just and i will get to this with cassie too because i don't i don't dislike cassie as much as you do it sounds like just because this situation is so stupid and shitty like yeah. all around like i just i don't think that putting people in this situation is really an ethical thing to do you don't get put in the situation. You apply to be on the show. I understand and then you that. Decide to go on there. I it's understand not like Harrison that. is like trolling society and plucking people. <laughs> Aliens came you. down and abducted twenty five women. You're on season twenty four. <laughs> Come with me. He's like a serial abductor. <laughs> So I don't feel bad for you if you choose to put yourself on the show. Okay. I just don't. Uh, Can we talk about the fact that they are leaving to go to the fantasy suite? Are we there yet? Sure, yeah. And there's like Arabian music? Yes, I have that in my notes. Arabian music. Can we the all... show designated it light anticipatory music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that uh, that's beautiful. Um, I want to mention the fact that Chris Harrison's handwriting. We've talked about this before, but looks like a font. And I would like to start publishing documents in that font. Can we get one of our research people on that generating a Harrison <laughs> font for us that I can start publishing all my missives in? My syllabus, letters to faculty members. I want to see Harrison like change it up a little bit. Like maybe use the thriller font. <laughs> maybe it, like chiller? a wacky 80s font. Yeah, yeah. Comic Sans. <laughs> um, all right. Tasha says. Uh, that she knows that Colton must be really nervous um, and that she wants to comfort him. She says she is in love with him. Colton, for his part, actually doesn't seem that nervous yes. of sex. He says uh, it's just one of those things. You just have to have confidence that you're doing the right thing. I mean, uh, how hard can it be? Good for you, uh, big guy. That's what yeah. she said, buddy. <laughs> And uh, you're wrong, because he says, I mean, I've pretty much done everything. Uh, okay, Colton, that I just feel like, really? You, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of false bravado. Yeah, yeah. No let's... 26-year-old virgin deserves to be that confident. <laughs> I've got this covered. How about when the champagne explodes everywhere? I really thought that was going to be foreshadowing for the night, but apparently not. Um... Tasha says that it was very nice waking up next to Colton this morning. 
She says, it was interesting. And Ryan said, that means butt stuff. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to com- com- repeat that no, in the show because your mom is going to cover your ears. <laughs> I said, don't make jokes while we're watching. And he said, I can't say that on the podcast. And I didn't. I just well, want people to know. There you go. What I wanted to comment on is before when we come back from the commercial break, before we get into the hotel room in the morning, we get a shot of a bird and then a shot of a bee. Nicely done, mm, Bachelor producers. Subtle. subtle, except, nope, false uh, a tease, false symbolism. Tasha said that she could pick up on how nervous he was, which I thought maybe he couldn't get it up. Oh. I'm wondering if maybe, I don't know. So uh, Tasha says, we didn't get to have the physical intimacy that I wanted. Good job, big guy. No. You had like one chance. <laughs> you blew it. Well, then later when the things go down with Cassie, it's like, yeah, maybe you should have just done Tasha. <laughs> I think actually this ends with Colt just hiring a Portuguese hooker and getting it over with. Just one of the producers. (laughs) Here you go, Colton. Was in my contract. (laughs) I knew what might happen. Um, Colton says of Tasha that right now he's not in love with her. That he is falling in love but right now uh his mind is still thinking about the other two relationships it's not good for old Tasha. no and she's on the brink of an emotional breakdown she tells us which mm-hmm. is sad sad to see well and she's like i just keep thinking maybe i should have said more i mean you said you loved him i don't see what else you can yeah, you, you said can't say anything else, i appreciate girl. you for the many ways that you are the person that you are at all times i thank you for being you <laughs> Uh, will you go refill my wine glass, please? Absolutely. I just want to say one more thing that I remembered that Tasha annoyed me with in okay. that episode. Okay. She was, I feel like her baby voice has gotten worse over the course of the season. And last night it was like full throttle. Yeah. Um, J-Mo Brock on Twitter commented on the very oh, same really? thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Y'all are on the same. I sent her the very sexy baby clip. So. <gasps> I'm a very sexy baby. I can't help it if men are attracted to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was bad. I don't know if maybe she was amping it up for the fantasy suit. But... <laughs> it's what every man wants for some reason. Yeah, to lose their virginity <laughs> to, to a sexy baby. The sexiest baby. <laughs> All um, right. Are you okay. ready for Cassie? Yeah, let's Moving move on, on to Cassie. Yeah. So, Cassie... So, I don't know if it was cold in Portugal when they were there, like... Colton has on, oh, I think we forgot to mention Colton's shirt that he wore on the date with Tasha. It's, no, it's Cassie. He wore it no, with Cassie. Oh, okay. with Tasha, he wore a party shirt that uh, looked like it was made out of a Navajo rug. Did oh, I missed that? that. Yeah. Well, but when was the pink shirt? That was the date with Cassie. That was Cassie. Well, okay. I don't think it was pink. I thought it was blue, but it well, was over like a long sleeve tee. I don't know. Colton looked like Joey Tribbiani when he comes out <laughs> dressed in all of Chandler's clothes. <laughs> Could I be wearing any more clothes? Uh, and Cassie was wearing like a turtleneck. Uh, and, and to be fair, a kind of short skirt, but I felt like. Man, we're all ready to sex it up on this right. day in our multi-layered outfit. Well, she wore that dress to the last rose ceremony that just the midriff was missing. 
It was like a top and a skirt. Did you notice that? Can you believe what ladies are wearing these days? <laughs> Back in my day, I deigned to show a bit of ankle. Yeah, right, Elise. We all saw your exit lingerie. <laughs> um, uh, I thought that her dress that she wore on this episode was the sluttiest. What? The most questionable, sorry, Twitter, uh, Cassie's. You're talking about uh, more than Tasha's uh, nip slip shirt? We didn't actually get to see any nipples. Only Colton got to see (laughs) Come on! What am I watching for? Show the tits. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought that Cassie's exit dress was... Pretty, she wanted to leave him watching pretty, more. Pretty, pretty short. <laughs> it was well. It was shorter you know, in the back than like, the front, right? You, is that what you wear in Biola? <laughs> this, uh, it was business you in the your front. Father with that mouth, Cassie. <laughs> kiss your father wearing that dress. She did actually. Oh, yeah, oh. I'm putting this dress on, Daddy. I'll see you later. I wore this dress to my daddy daughter dance. <laughs> he gave me a promise ring. <laughs> And when I finally find somebody who I have zero doubts about after three weeks, I'm allowed to marry him. Oh, goodness. All right. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Cassie and Colton, speaking of things to wear, suggest getting matching PJs for the fantasy suite. Nothing says hot sex like matching PJs. (laughs) Nothing says hot sex between brother and sister (laughs) like matching PJs. Mm, Well, remember when uh, Rachel... Went did the fantasy suite with Nick Vial. She came out in those penguin. Uh, I'll jams. never forget it. It was amazing. I know you loved yeah, it. I did yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, though Colton was making a lot of sexy comments. A lady in the streets and a penguin in the bed. <laughs> and a waddler in the bed. <laughs> um, um, well, he did ask Cassie, "You ready to get out of here?" Well, twice, I think. Um, but yeah, she said something about like an outfit being a little bit see-through while they were shopping. And Colt said, no, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, she was like, this is totally see-through. Get it. And then he said, this doorstop is like a paddle. Um. Yeah, he did. I know. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah, but my <laughs> Colton voice is all over the board yeah, I don't tonight. Know. I don't know yeah. who that is. Is that Colton? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Colton says, I didn't really get to see her until Singapore. And then from there, it was like, holy shit. I've got someone very special in front of me. Um, I think that that's actually really, like, telling in a way that Colton really wasn't thinking of Cassie until Singapore which I think is like where they first went on their first one-on-one. Right, where she was like gushing at the end. Yeah, remember? but she also was like, I feel like that was when Cassie first started to express a little bit of doubt about uh, the situation. Mm-hmm. And she put up some walls a little bit. And Colton's like, I love to fucking jump walls. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I will jump that wall. <laughs> I feel like that's what keeps happening is just like Cassie puts up a fence, if you will. Yes, will you? I will, yeah. And Colton like tries to jump it yep. and almost gets over it or maybe even gets over it. And then Cassie's like, oh, I got another oh, one. Oh, there's a little, a little bit higher wall. Higher. There's no button to open this yeah. one, Harrison. And she just keeps raising it and raising it until poor Colton is shaking naked on the floor. <laughs> He's torn. <laughs> oh, um... Colton says at the beginning of the date, I want to be in love with Cassie. 
there's a possibility that by the end of the night we can be in love. I hope we can get there. And then there was a beautiful moment, or not beautiful, totally frustrating and uh, ridiculous, where she says, uh, oh, I got to find it in my notes. Um, like, I love Portugal. Like, there's this <laughs> And you're like, oh, Cassie. you Because you know Colton's like, here it comes, here it comes. And yeah. nope. I mean, I was really torn for Colton throughout this whole episode. Because on the one hand, I do feel like Cassie has been playing him. And I, I think that um, she clearly understands that she has reservations. And mm-hmm. she should have sent herself home yeah. in the yep. last episode or even before that. And so I, I do feel sorry for him because I think that she's... Um, I don't know. She's giving him mixed signals. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, she's giving him mixed signals, sure. and half, like maybe half of those signals are like, "I love spending time with you," mm-hmm. but the other half are like, "I'm not in love with you yet." Yeah. And I just, I said, "I'm I was really excited to see where this goes." Texting with my friend Sarah Kilby about it. Shout out, girl. What up? Um, and we both said like Colton basically needs to read the book. She's just not that into you because that's. What this whole situation mm-hmm. is. It's yeah, we'll like, send you a copy, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You can tell. She's just not yeah. that into well, you. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I didn't think they had... She seemed reserved to me, like, that whole date. I mean, I know they were dancing around and making out and stuff, but she just didn't seem like she was totally into it. There was a one moment where she's like, I feel really happy and good. And it just sounded like someone who does not feel she happy and good like at like all. like she's like trying to talk herself yeah. into the feelings that yes. she wants to have. Yeah. And she tells us, I, someone tells us, I couldn't remember, the great thing about love is that you can't force it. <laughs> <laughs> that um, is true. Make it happen. Um, well, things are going decently on the date. I mean, I thought it seemed okay, even if you thought that Cassie was kind of you know, seemed felt a little awkward, mm-hmm. uh, but shit really hits the fan. Yes, when it does. Colton makes the mistake of telling Cassie that he did not get her dad's approval. Do you think, though? I mean, in the long run, was that a mistake? I don't know. Like, so I do think that it would have been a mistake to sleep with her. And not uh-huh. have told her. Yeah. I almost feel like Colton should have told her, like, <laughs> on the hometown yeah. date. Yeah, yep, I agree. And then, maybe, who knows, like, maybe she would have removed herself that night and given mm-hmm. Kaylin a chance right. to sleep with this virgin. <laughs> well, maybe she could have talked to her dad and saved yeah. him a trip to Portugal. Right. So I think that it was poorly played by... I guess poorly played. I think, like, selfishly for Colton, it was really stupid of him to tell her in that moment. Right. Because it obviously just... He really cock-blocked himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it cast a total shadow over the date. Like, Cassie was obviously, like, visibly upset by all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't... So, but... And this is where I get into questions of, like, how do they know? Like, I just don't get... Had he said that he was going to tell her and they flew Cassie's dad over knowing that? They must. I mean, there's no way that Cassie's dad was like, I'm getting on a plane to wherever my daughter is. Like, you go to the airport. Where is Cassie? Fly me there. Like, there's just no way that this wasn't in cooperation with the producers. 
Well, in any case, it's Here a he is. terrible <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what did you think about Cassie's reaction? I felt like, um, like she seemed upset that Colton wasn't more upset. About not getting Cassie's reaction to not getting the blessing. Yeah. I mean, again, I just think it underscores how young yeah. she is. Like, I can't imagine, maybe I'm wrong, but I can't imagine a 35-year-old having that response. Right. You know? Um, and she just, it, I think that it also keys in with the fact that she's not, feel like, if she were totally into it, I do think she might have been more like, That's well, true. oh well. Because, like, I mean, again, like, personal note, but your parents made it really clear that they didn't like me. And I feel like, you liked me enough to be like, okay, I hear you. Fuck off. Right. I mean, yeah, I didn't say that, but yeah, we got married. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, I guess if her feelings were strong enough, maybe she wouldn't. Right. Cause I don't think when the dad comes, I don't think he actually changes her mind no. about anything. I, th- and I, again, I just think that it shows like she's still very much in her parents' shadow and, has really strong ties to that relationship and she either needs to grow out of that or find a relationship that fits within that framework Mm -hmm. because otherwise it's just going to be more of this. But that's like, she needs to stop going on these reality shows. Of course. Of course. (laughs) like, Colton would fit in that framework, you know? Like, Colton is religious. Colton is a virgin. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like if there was ever going to be a guy on a reality show that her dad would approve. Sure. Because I also don't believe the dad when he says, like, I can just tell that you don't. That you're not all in with this guy. If you, if I could tell that you were feeling, you know, different way towards him, I would be totally supportive. Bull fucking shit. Right, right. Um, I feel like we skipped ahead to a lot. We of did stuff. skip ahead, but I don't think we missed anything. So, I mean, the bottom line is, Colton tells her the dad didn't give approval. She's really upset about it. Cassie says like five hundred and twenty-six mm-hmm. times. Yeah, and then they go to get ready. They go their separate ways to get ready, and magically. Strangely, Cassie's dad appears at this exact moment. I did like it that he gave the most dad answer ever because she says, what are you doing here? And he goes, I was just in the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is a dad joke after my own heart right there. I would make that joke. Um, Yeah, so Cassie has a kind of heart to heart with her dad he asks her do you love him and she says i i think i do yeah yeah i mean yeah call, yeah call totally selling it yeah that, Cassie. well and to get to that comment you had mentioned earlier he said if you would come to hometowns i'm in like boy <laughs> <laughs> that's how you would have known if she would have walked in the door boing in love Just, i don't know like i think that they're all in different ways in the wrong Mm -hmm. like i think that colton is wrong to keep someone around like i feel bad for him because you can tell he's super into her maybe he does love her but like buddy she does not love you and so he needs to do the you know hard but yeah big boy thing and cut her from this show um i also feel like cassie you know recognizes the fact that she's not as into him as she should be Mm -hmm. and, and she should let herself go which she ultimately does but like good god you should have done it before now yeah i mean she does do that um you were going to talk about the dad being in the wrong he's wrong too because it really annoyed me how he 
He's just putting so much pressure on Cassie right. to find this perfect relationship. He says uh, that he's never doubted his relationship with her mom, and she's never doubted it with him. Like, yeah, right. I mean, okay, it must be great to be you. Well, also, come on, it's just buddy. Bullshit. Yeah, and also like. Then how much are you paying attention to your relationship? Like, that's the other thing. Like, are you really, like, maybe you're not analyzing your relationship enough than if you've never had doubts about right. it in 30 years or whatever. I just feel like they're setting a really unattainable bar for right. Cassie. And it's no wonder that she's saying that she's confused and freaking out and crying on the show about letting her community down because she's had sex as a 23-year-old woman. Like, I just think... But I guess that all circles around to a larger point, which is kind of like, Cassie needs to figure out herself. Yeah, she's not... I mean, she's she's not ready for marriage. That is correct. She says, I want my mom and dad had. Kerpa was right this whole time. (laughs) Kerpa's laughing at home. (laughs) You beautiful genius. You beautiful chin-scarred bitch. (laughs) Um, all right. So also I was wondering, does the dad know that she's supposed to have sex with him tonight? I don't know. Yeah, I was wondering about that Colm, too. Like put his arm around her when they went to hometowns and the dad was like, I see him getting a little handsy. <laughs> getting a little fresh with my daughter, son. <laughs> um She says, I want what my mom and dad have and I don't have that now and then her dad says that she just has to go and talk to Colton and just be brutally honest <laughs> I don't know if you have to be brutal well I mean he wants her out of this situation that's obvious yeah. I mean someone who's going to interfere in his daughter's life to this degree to fly to another continent to interfere in his child's life which can I mean can I just say like your dad did that he didn't fly to another country. Sure, yeah. He flew to Indiana. He flew to Indiana, yeah. So, yeah. No, I, and I, I'm speaking from experience, right? Someone who is going to, you know, be that aggressive about interfering is not going to be that concerned about Colton's feelings. They need to butt the fuck out is what yeah. they need to do. Not Go that back I have home. any sort of uh, personal, personal experience yeah. or situation with that. Nope. Yeah, definitely not. Yep. Uh, definitely not projecting <laughs> my own feelings about it onto Cassie's dad. But go fuck yourself, dude. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, she says, I know what I have to do. I have to send myself home tonight. Meanwhile, Coco's getting ready in the... Uh, where? What? I, can, I thought Portugal looked stunning, it looked like they went a little budget for Colton. Yes, uh, wherever digs. he was staying. Yeah, the girls got really nice digs, and Colton's yeah let the La Quinta in. <laughs> uh, but he's getting ready. Yeah. He says he's uh, putting cologne all over his pubic region. <laughs> he says I'm in a very good place right now. I'm very excited for tonight. Oh, oh Colton. Oh, buddy. He says, I feel like my whole life has been... Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I love Cassie. Oh, God. Yeah. And then Cassie shows up and says, "Ah, Funny story. (laughs) Here's something funny. My dad actually showed up at my hotel room earlier. We're speaking of my dad. Yeah. Yeah, Colton. Then you can tell, like, that's when the freak out, the slow burn of a freak out. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Way to cock block me. Can we briefly mention? I feel like Cassie really had the, like, artfully must hair down i thought she i liked her hair tonight well and it like 
I feel like it was perfect for the thematic elements of the show too. I feel well, like the hair person was the like hair to like hide her face. Yes, a yeah. Lot. There was a lot of depth going on with that hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what where are we? Um yeah, Colton's starting to freak out. Um Colton says, I don't wanna see oh no no, Cassie says, I don't wanna see you leave here having not gotten what you came for, and Colton says, I hate that you say that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Um, she says today was perfect like so perfect and i love you so much but i couldn't after today i'm not in love you yeah know what i mean Oof. uh move over dean because we got a new <laughs> fuck boy in town dean actually wrote this script for her <laughs> i mean i feel like this is exactly what dean said to christina yeah. in bachelor in paradise yeah. so congratulations cassie you're a fuck boy i love you i'm just not in love with you boy, well here's where i was a little bit sympathetic although ironically to cassie. that is well i guess that's not what colton said about Tasha. he said he was falling in love but he's not not in love, in love. Okay. yeah there's a whole spectrum there's a big difference whole there. spectrum of ways to say that you are kind of in love with someone on this show um so cassie says um, that she wanted to be, you know, in love with him. And she said, I don't know why after today I'm not. Because you've spent like four days together. I mean, that's where I am. That was part of my reaction to this. And actually Colton, I felt, did a pretty good job of being like, you don't have to rush your feelings. Like, you don't have to put a, a timeline on the rest yeah. of your life. Which is right. Like, And so- he's like, if I want it to be you at the end, if you're not ready for a proposal, that's okay. Like, we... You know, we don't right. have to do that. Well, and that's what makes me think that she really just isn't into it. Totally. Because he gives her, like, five different ways to proceed forward and not have it be, like, a proposal. Yep. And even when he's like, it's just you and me, like, hanging out at the end. She's like, it's too much. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just not so there confused. yet. And My that, dad told me not really to. That when I was like, good God, Colton, yeah. just let her go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He just, I think, was, you know, he says, I'm okay with being patient. Every relationship moves at different paces. It's okay to take your time, which are all true things. Mm-hmm. But, like, they also assume that both people are into the relationship. Right. They, even people want to move forward at all. Well, he also said, I care for you. I love you. I want it to be you at the end of this. Yeah. Way to blow the rest of the show, <laughs> big guy. Fuck you, Hannah G. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I felt like, okay, well, if that's the case, why doesn't he just say, like, fuck the rest of the show, yeah. I choose you right now? Right? I would have loved that. I thought that would have been... I've always wanted that to happen on this show. I think it would be great if that happened with someone that actually... Wanted it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, essentially now the whole show is moot. Because he's like... I can't stop thinking about you when I'm not with you. It's not easy going on dates with other women when all I do is think about you. Um, the but last, but I still think that he's making up—not that he's making up some of that stuff—but it's just that Cassie's like, I don't know, and then uh, he's like, No, it's you. You're the one. Yeah, she's playing You're hard to get. You're the only one I've ever wanted. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Colton's that great of an actor. Yeah, in the words of High Five, she's playing hard to get. It's an early 90s hit. I'm sure all our listeners are familiar with it. Elise and I remember. Um, Colton also starts violently shaking. Yeah. And that was the point that I felt really bad for him. Yeah, poor guy. I mean, I I do feel bad for him. I don't... 
I don't hate Cassie. I feel like a lot of people hated Cassie for this situation. I just feel like she got too far into this thing and was like, wait a minute. Like, (laughs) this didn't happen on my other reality show. I just felt like, you know, Heather left, ironically... With uh, her pride intact. Yeah. She pulled herself out. She realized that she wasn't ready for it. Jumped on the breakup express. (laughs) Hair waving in the wind. Wearing her little conductor's cap. (laughs) (laughs) Choo choo! Um, I think that Cassie should have done the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> also, clearly the 20 people that told Colton along the way that yeah. someone wasn't there for love or, you know, to get Who married. Who could they someone have been talking about? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it turns out they were yep. right. If only someone would have warned him. Mm. At least this wasn't his greatest if fear. <laughs> some 14 people would have warned him. <laughs> To the point where by the process of elimination, you can figure <laughs> out who they all were talking about. Uh, yeah, she leaves. Yeah. She exit vous. Yeah, and then the fence jump heard round the world. Yikes. So, I mean, we've seen all of this in previews for months, but let's recap it anyways. Uh, yeah. So Colton says, fuck all of this, I'm done. And then he appears to punch a camera. <laughs> I think he just like shoved a camera out of the way. Was it a person like, holding it? A cameraman? I mean, uh... Who was that? Russell Crowe that punched, or Zach Efron? Somebody punched a cameraman. Okay, first of all, there's a big difference between Russell Crowe and Zach Efron. So what are we talking was about? Punching here? a cameraman, like uh, don't, don't you remember that some celebrity it, that punched Russell a Crow, cameraman? Maybe it wasn't Zach Efron. <laughs> that guy's delightful. Who punched a cameraman? Russell Crowe. Angry guy punches cameraman through glass. Google Russell Crowe. Okay, hold on. Google Russell plus Crowe <laughs> plus cameraman. Y'all, that's how my dad still searches for stuff. Russell Crowe. Cameraman. Our listeners love this. I don't yeah, see anything. Sorry, okay, apologies all right, all right. to Russell Crowe. Oh, he assaulted someone with a hotel phone. I would like to rescind that apology. <laughs> <laughs> so he threw a phone at someone? At someone, yes. That's it. We still don't remember who Profa <laughs> Tell us who punched a cameraman. So it was probably Zach Efron. Shoves the camera out of the way, threat like throws something onto the table that then knocks over a glass and, and smashes it. dramatically. Coco's getting mad. <laughs> I feel like you do see, like, just how big he is. Yeah. And how powerful he is. He just runs through a wall and there's a Colton shape in it. Um, and then he jumps the fence. You know what this reminded me of? What? Because they're like, he's taking off his mic. Somebody get Chris. <laughs> and then Chris Harrison runs out. and is... Which begs the question, where was he? I mean, he was close by. He answered that on Instagram. Oh. He was making a sandwich. <laughs> I love that answer, actually. I couldn't, yeah. I need to rewatch it. I can't tell if it was after when Coco still hadn't shown up and there were, he was hungry. Um, but yeah, there's a okay. charming Instagram video of he, cause he's like, people are wondering what, what the hell we're doing on these like yeah. long fantasy sweet night dates. This is it. Mm-hmm. And he was practicing his handwriting yeah. for the next note. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of the scene at the end of the Truman Show when Jim Carrey's oh, character yeah. leaves. Lawn cam. Give me the lawn cam. Don't look in the camera. Say something. Keep it going. Keep it going. He's gone. Yeah, and sure. Harrison is Ed Harris, right? Absolutely. Like, yelling yeah. after him. Yeah. Truman. 
Uh-oh. Your battery's running low. Oh, no. We got to wrap this up. And I like to envision Coco just like sailing off to the edge <laughs> of the world that Harrison has created. <laughs> I don't have it. That's it. I mean... Well, yeah, where do we go from here? I've got I'm a couple so, of oh, okay. a couple of oh, comments. There you go. We go to Ryan. Yeah, making, more making a few more comments. So first <laughs> of all, I, so we. I mean, Harrison has the uh, drops the f bomb when he realizes that something yeah. crazy is happening. Well, yeah, Harrison just says he dropped, he jumped the fucking fence. <laughs> is there a button to open this? <sighs> and so they open the fence, and there you hear dogs barking, and then Harrison goes in full detective mode, <laughs> and he's like, "There's dogs barking this way." I feel like I would have loved, like, look, there's a footprint here, size yeah. twelve <laughs> men. <laughs> I see a candy bar wrapper. He's I like can Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> It's wafting this way. <laughs> well, and what this reminded me of in a super nerd reference is every time Batman goes okay. to meet with Commissioner Gordon. Checked out, guys. Yeah. They, uh, they have like a conversation and then Commissioner Gordon turns around and he's just gone. <laughs> like it impossibly has disappeared. And that's like the same thing here. Like Colton like has done the physically impossible and has like vanished from sight. I like the fact that for him to have disappeared like that, I think he just like cut across that field. You're right. I mean. Or he like stepped into another dimension. I feel like something weird is going on here. Oh, there's something This going whole on. thing stinks. stinks. This is bigger than that bird box conspiracy that Tracy <laughs> uh, told us all about. Um, so yeah, I mean, I already gave my dream scenario for what happens, which is that Colton fades into the Portuguese countryside and is never heard from again. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, where do you think this goes from here? I think that Colton ended up running through that field and got a bunch of tick bites and now has gone mad with Lyme disease because Lyme disease kills, y'all. Just ask Avril Lavigne. She nearly yep, died. Just ask Irene from the real world Seattle. She died of Lyme disease? She did not. Well, neither did Avril Lavigne. <laughs> no, but know. she had Lyme disease that drove her insane and she had to leave the show. Oh. And then as... Uh, as she was leaving, yes, as she was leaving, uh, that that guy, David, like ran out to her car and hit her. Do you not remember no. that? No. You lived in Seattle. I know. Were you not hanging out with these we people? We tried to find it one time where oh, they really? were filming They were down it. on yeah. the docks. They yeah, no, we looked, by, like, Pike's place. we looked around. Those, the two of the guys worked at Pike's Place Market. Oh, well, we looked around and we saw like a guy like walk into a building. We're like, that's it. There they are. And I'm sure it was just some random person. I might have gotten that name wrong. Was it David that hit her? It was Russell Crowe, actually, or Zac Efron, one of the but, two. yeah, it all stemmed from the silent killer, Lyme, Lyme disease. disease. From the silent crazy maker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then Puck came down and put his penis in the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that that guy's uh, name? Yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah. How about that reference? Yeah. Uh, Old school. All right. Do you have anything else to say? Uh... I don't. I mean, again, we can't make any promises, but we are going to watch the women tell all. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll hit you up with a bonus app. Yeah. All I have to say is fuck the patriarchy. Yeah, fuck the fucking patriarchy. (laughs) And Frank, you you little shit, (laughs) go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the fantasy.
explored why there was still unequal representation in nearly every industry, and particularly in positions of leadership and power, when graduate schools have been consistently enrolling equal amounts of men and women. I wonder, why do women graduate 50-50 from law schools, and yet they make up only 20% of law firm partnerships? Why do women graduate 50-50 from all business schools and yet make up only 10.6% of the Fortune 500 boards and 4.8% of Fortune 500 CEOs? Or in our industry, women are graduating 50-50 from film schools and only 11% of the top 250 films last year were directed by women. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.